When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Welcome back to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. It is late Wednesday night on the 23rd. We had some big time hoops transfer news today. Busy day for me. Published four articles. Always a great time to become a DNVR member. But it was like every time I wanted to go record, something else would come out. Then I'd have to write about it. It kept setting me back when I was having equipment trouble. It was a whole ordeal. Finally able to sit down, do this pod. I know that tensions are high. You know, it's always kind of a awkward situation you know when when there's transfers people tend to immediately you know panic immediately go worst case scenario i'm here to say relax it's it's gonna be okay we're gonna talk this whole thing through before we do though college basketball fans join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings sportsbook turn your team's victory into your own big win new customers can bet just five dollars on any team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do It's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with the same game parlay. This is where you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Let's say, you know, you you, you bet on the the beloved St. Peter's Peacocks. They pull off the crazy upset again. You're like, you want to know what? I could use, you know, some sexy pizza. Pull out a little bit of funds, order it. You've already got the money. So convenient. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win. Get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with the promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Real quick, before we talk about hoops, I, I hadn't had a chance to do this yet. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you probably recognize Chevalier Mortgage, no longer the presenting sponsor. We had a great run with them. They, they did not renew their contract, but I just wanted to say how much I appreciate them because they sponsored my podcast for close to two years, helped me put on the event with Trey McBride back in the fall, and they are genuinely good people. So I just wanted to uh, express my, my great thanks to them for helping support my work, and I, I could not recommend them enough you know, moving forward. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about hoops, and let's talk... <laughs> About these decisions to transfer, obviously, first it came out that Deshaun Thomas had had entered the transfer portal, and 
the the reaction was was predictable. I think he was probably more surprising to to people than Thistlewood, at least in terms of the the guys that you would expect to to play. You know, moving forward, he's coming off of a, a game in which he tied his career high with five made threes. Also did that against Creighton earlier in the year. A very similar both of those games in terms of DT like hit you know three threes in the first couple of minutes and and really got the juice rolling. Obviously different outcomes in those in those games unfortunately but Deshaun is is a guy who's you know kind of had his role shifted around multiple times in the last couple of years goes from you know being a starter to the bench to a starter again just you know wasn't really a, a consistent piece in the offense and I think for a guy that can hit threes especially the way that that he can I, I do think he needs to develop his post game significantly more if he wants to start at a like a high major or somewhere you know bigger than CSU but I I don't think it's shocking that he ultimately wants to you know pursue a a different opportunity He, he stuck around for for three years and I'm bummed to see him go but I I do kind of think it's a, a situation where as long as you know the Rams are able to go out and, and add some depth in the in the transfer market which they will this could be a, a move that kind of plays out better for, for both sides because I just, I kind of think DT got shoehorned into a role that he wasn't really best suited to fit. And I, I know he's six nine, he has the height, but he's not really like a, a you know, post up player, a, a big, you know, he's more of a shooting forward, but because the way that CSU's roster is constructed and, and David Roddy, you know, basically being your three or four, depending on, you know, how, what you're doing, he kind of had to play like the stretch four five role. And, you know, he's just, he's definitely not a five. I think he grew in that area, especially defensively and, and in the NIT, especially last season, I, I thought that was some of the best basketball we saw from Deshaun Thomas on, on that end of the floor. But when he had to, you know, go up against, you know, true fives with with skill he just he kind of struggled at times and i get it like like i said i, I don't really think he was best suited to play that role it's just kind of what they needed him to do and he was trying his best to make it work from my understanding of the situation the the coaches did expect deshaun thomas to be back that he isn't one of the guys that they figured would move on but you just gotta you know wish him well and and hope it all works out best for him as as far as you know specific reasoning i i can't give you that and i I don't want to speculate but just based on my understanding of his relationship and his role you know i don't think it's like a a bitter departure or anything like that it's just a a situation where i think basketball wise he can you know kind of pursue a a team where he gets to play a spot where he's just a little bit more comfortable and probably gets more touches you know it's a bummer for the Rams and, and losing that ability to, to stretch the floor is a loss. They are going to need to add some type of shooter. I mean, you look at the three-point production they're losing between Thistlewood, who had a, a down year, but is one of the best three-point shooters in CSU history, and Deshaun Thomas, who a guy who shot north of 40% from deep in all three of his seasons. That's, that's something you're definitely going to have to make up for. But I also kind of think it, it's clear that what CSU needs at this point probably another like Roddy type body, but they, they need a true, you know, five, a guy that can play that role. Somebody that's probably a little thicker, a little bit closer to, to James Moore's body type. And, you know, hopefully you can make up the three point shooting elsewhere. I, I think Jalen Lake is a guy that, that can really help make up that, 
that uh, lost production and, you know, potentially, like I said, it, it could work out best just for both sides because I, I really just don't think he was suited to, to play that role. And defensively, it was going to be a challenge, especially when they're, they're playing, you know, the, the SDSUs of the world. And so it just, it, it kind of is what it is. You know, again, it, it is a significant loss. I'm, I'm not trying to downplay it, but I also do think it's a, a situation where it just kind of opens up some possibilities for, for CSU on the, re, the re- recruiting front. And I'll, I'll certainly always be rooting for Deshaun to succeed. Enjoyed covering him. Enjoyed getting to know him a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll miss him and, and the entire family out in Fort Collins. But, you know, I, I do think it's a situation where moving forward, it's, it's probably better for the individual success of Deshaun and the team's success of, of CSU just based on the needs that they have in the post. You know, I'm not saying he's a player that couldn't have been impactful for them, that couldn't have been effective, but given, you know, just what they kind of need, which is a guy that can dominate the glass, be a, a rim protector, you know, I, I I think it's just not best suited for him. And that's okay. I mean, it, it's not like they, did, they didn't try and make this work, you know. He stuck around for three years. He did improve defensively. But I'm not sure he ever was, you know, truly comfortable in that five rule. Stretch four, I think, could have been realistic, but I do think he would have really just greatly benefited from getting to play with a true five out there and, and not, you know, try and get shoehorned into a role that just kind of didn't fit his skill set. But that's what you do, you know. I mean, it's it's basketball. You try and make it work with with five guys as, as best as possible. And sometimes you just kind of realize, you know, we're we're trying to we're trying to jam a square into a circle hole here. And so it's just best to, to reset and, and figure it out. This isn't a situation where, you know, we have a culture problem or, you know, everybody's really unha- unhappy inside the locker room. I saw some tweets like that just because, just because there's two transfers. There's going to be an, at least one more with the young guys and potentially two. We'll, we'll see what happens with Kendall. If he comes back, that wouldn't be a transfer. But I mean, there's going to be more scholarships opening. Do me a favor. Don't go all chicken little and, you know, yell that the sky is falling because it's not. These are these are individual, you know, back when you were having mass exoduses during the Larry era and it was a consistent thing year in and year out, just losing half your roster. That's a bit concerning. They lost one guy last year. The lack of transfers these last couple of years is an anomaly in college basketball. I mean, it's guys just move now. It's not always a, a sign of, you know, some deep underlying problem or, you know, oh my God, like what is, what's happening here? People give up on CSU. No. Individually, this is a situation where DT can, can find a role that better suits him, maybe even closer to home. You know, we'll, we'll see on that. And then, you know, with Adam, a, a guy who, man, like if, if we're talking about like my favorite people to cover, Adam's definitely top five. I mean, he is a phenomenal kid. And part of it is I just, I got to know Adam so well. You know, I, I got to know DT, but he's, he's quiet. I got to know Adam a lot better, especially those first couple of years. You know, him and Kendall were the, the face of the program, you know, until Roddy and, and Isaiah kind of established themselves as stars. And in, in that sense, it, it's sad to, to see Adam finish his career anywhere other than, you know, in green and gold. I actually thought he might medically retire and then, you know, be like a grad assistant on the team next year. That That's kind of the expectation I had. But it, it, because he wants to keep playing, 
this this is going to be best for him. I mean, you can't, given what he meant to the program, given his status, everything he's done, he's not a guy that the coaches would want, you know, sitting on the bench playing charity minutes at the end of the game, you know, like one, two minutes a game if, if they're lucky because they weren't going to have minutes for him in the rotation. I mean, that, that was obvious. Look, if, if you watch that NCAA tournament game, it was Jalen Lake that, that they put in. They can't risk losing these young guys. And again, like I, everything that Adam did and Kendall did, I, I will forever appreciate them. They should be viewed as, as two, of the, two of the most important players in CSE men's basketball history. That, that's how important they were in this turnaround. But it just, it would have been an awkward situation with him next year. He's, he'd be a guy that's on scholarship and essentially not, you know, just wouldn't have a role. And for a team like CSU, I mean, if, if they were, you know, let's be real, if they weren't going to be very good next year, if, if expectations weren't, you know, to make the NCAA tournament and make some noise, maybe you just bite it and eat that scholarship and then say it is what it is. But when you, want to be a top 25 team when you want to win, you know, 23 plus games and, you know, be a national contender, you know, there, there aren't any charity minutes. There just aren't. And honestly, Adam's so damn competitive. I don't even think he would want that. So now, you know, he can go somewhere, wrap up his career, you know, hopefully stay healthy, get some playing time. I'd love to see him end up, you know, he's a kid from golden, incredibly smart. I'd love to see him end up at the school of mines Northern Colorado may be a possibility as well. Somewhere local, DU. DU doesn't seem to care about the local thing as much as, as some of the other schools. But again, you know, he's, he's going to be fine. And, and I do think kind of like the DT scenario, it's just a situation where it's going to be best for, for both sides to, to move on. And obviously everybody wishes Adam well. He's incredibly bright. You know, his dad told me that he was selected as the most outstanding senior in the computer information systems uh, department at the business school. Might even speak at graduation. Like Adam is one of those guys that is just going to be successful no matter, matter what he pursues in life. If he becomes a high school basketball coach, he'll win a thousand games. If he becomes a rocket scientist, you know, he's going to land on the moon. I just, I have nothing but respect for him. And, you know, he leaves CSU as you know, a top 20 three-point shooter, top 20 free-throw shooter, top 10, actually, three-point shooter uh, in CSU history. So just a really, really impressive career. CSU would not be in the position that they are in right now. They would not be the successful team they are right now if it wasn't for guys like Kendall and Adam, you know, coming in and laying that foundation. I mean, that first year with some of the bridge guys like, you know, J.D. Page and, and Chris Martin, that was and Nico Carvacho, obviously, that was just such an important season. <laughs> and then, you know, they're the leaders when David and Isaiah come in and, you know, kind of show them how it's done. And that whole class, you know, Tanjay and, and Moores and just all those guys, DT, I mean, Adam and, and Kendall were, were their role models. And it, it stinks to see Adam move on. It, it really does, but it, it's going to be best for him. And I know he's going to be successful wh whatever he does, so... I will miss hearing, you know, that AT for three. Glad he got to score a couple of points against Boise State. I mean, that was something that I was just talking about all year with with Kevin and Eddie. It was just it was so hard because we, as a person, everybody loves Adam so much and they just wanted it to work out. Every single shot he had, we desperately wanted it to go in because we wanted him to get that applause and get his moment in front of the, the fans. At least he got to start on senior night, scored a couple of points. 
had a nice crossover and a, a deep, a deep uh, two point shot in that one. Also made a reverse layup and you know looked a little bit like himself. I think getting you know less time on the floor probably allowed him to to heal up a little bit. And I hope ultimately he goes somewhere and has a successful season, whether it's you know somewhere local or you know elsewhere, wherever that may be. All right, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Sweet 16, but real quick, I want to shout out Athletic Greens because they have a product I use literally every day. I didn't have time to take a million vitamins. I wanted better gut health. I actually had to get my gallbladder removed in high school. It's a long been a problem for me from a gastrointestinal side. The Athletic Greens has really, really helped. I feel better. I have an optimized immune system. Somehow didn't get sick despite, you know, not sleeping and being on the road needing like crap for the last month. I just wanted a supplement that would work in my life. And now I've been on athletic greens for like close to three months, I think. And I love it. It, it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. You know, some of those substances have like a chalky thing. They make your mouth all gross. It's, it's mild and, and tropical. I put it in my orange juice. You know, you can put it in water if you want. It's got 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Some big fancy words for you. It's lifestyle-friendly, so if you're paleo or vegan or keto or dairy-free or gluten-free, you are good. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything while still tasting good. It costs less than $3 a day, which, you know, if you're investing in your health, that's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And it's trusted by the public, man. They've got over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes. It's trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. And what's really cool is it was created by somebody who, you know, is spending like $100 a day and just wanted to make it more affordable so you can trust it. It's a climate-neutral certified company. They do everything the right way. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's one scoop in your water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com rams. That is athleticgreens.com rams to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, all right, all right. Really excited for the Sweet 16 on a Thursday night. We've got Arkansas taking on Gonzaga. Arkansas, nine and a half point underdogs in this one, plus 385 on the money line. They've been inconsistent, so I get it, but JD Note can really light it up. They play with a ton of pace. I don't, I could see them covering the nine and a half, man. I mean, Gonzaga, obviously when they get it rolling offensively, they're just a juggernaut them in Arizona, man, they go on these, these just like death runs where they stomp on your throat and take your wallet and laugh at you as, as you're laying in the street. And then just for good measure, they dunk a couple more <laughs> times. They're just, they put you away. So I, I, I could see it, but I do think with Arkansas style of play, they're either gonna it's either gonna be like a four point game or a twenty point game. So this is probably set set right. But yeah, the other game we've got Michigan Villanova. Michigan five point dogs. I I like Michigan plus one eighty five. The one thing that gives me a little bit of hesitation is Colin Gillespie and, and Villanova. As long as they've got him, they're gonna be a national title contender. I mean, that dude is just 
so composed and it's you know the benefit of having players that have experienced the NCAA tournament before I keep going back to that with CSU that's the case with both of these Michigan and Villanova teams they had high moments they had low moments Villanova two seed much more consistent than Michigan was this year but we're seeing in the NCAA tournament just having those veterans that have been in multiple tournaments before it's huge it's absolutely huge really looking forward to that game Texas Tech and Duke actually a pick them over under at 137. I like the under just because Texas Tech's defensive intensity. Finally, we've got Arizona taking on Houston, and this is where I'm going to give you my DraftKings pick of the week. Arizona, one and a half point favorites. I love the Wildcats to cover this. I think they are the best team left in the field. I think they're the most complete team. And I've, I've said it all year. I have claimed Houston to be frauds, and I, I got to stick by the narrative I created. On Friday, we have St. Peter's kicking off or taking on Purdue. St. Peter's 12 and a half point underdogs. The spread just keeps getting closer and closer with them. Plus 650 on the money line. I'll say this. I regretted greatly not betting on St. Peter's in the round of 32. Why not? They're America's sweetheart. Throw down a couple of bucks on them. The game I'm really looking forward to, Kansas, seven and a half point favorites over Providence. I know that Providence has, has played well in the NCAA tournament, but they have been so inconsistent all year long. I think Kansas rolls them. I like them to cover the seven and a half, but they've been, they've been a little up and down too. Friday, North Carolina, two and a half point dogs against UCLA. I am all in on the Tar Heels. Again, UCLA has, has tournament experience. Johnny Juzang, that is a benefit, so kind of working against myself there. But much like Houston, I have been very, very vocal about my disdain for UCLA basketball. So would feel a little bit uh, hypocritical going back. North Carolina, I think, after surviving nearly the most epic collapse in, in college basketball history. I mean, they were up like 25 with nine minutes left. Somehow I had to go to overtime. I know there was some bad officiating in that one, but North Carolina, man, that, that was so much more on them. They kept calling timeouts and, and designing inbounds that were basically just like, let's give the ball to the guy in the corner and then you get trapped. It was, what are you doing, Hubert Davis? What are you doing? Great season, but that was a horribly coached game. And you could see the the frustration on, on Roy Williams' face. I thought he was going to go down there and take the whistle back from him. Last game on Friday night, Iowa State, Miami. Two teams nobody really expected to be here. Iowa State, two and a half point dogs. I'm rolling with my guy, J.R. Blunt. That is one of the coolest turnarounds in all of college basketball. I mean, St. Peter's, they, they, they were talking about this on PTI today. And, and I actually thought this was kind of an interesting topic. And it's, you know, who's the more unlikely sweet 16 team is it st peter's or is it iowa state and the whole framing of the the debate is based around the fact that iowa state they won two games last year they're in the best conference in basketball in the big 12 so for them to survive the juggernaut that is texas tech and texas and oklahoma and kansas and and baylor and all these teams is, is pretty incredible but i mean when you just when you look at what st peter's spends calipari makes more than their entire athletic budget it's to me the most improbable sweet 16 team of all time, but I do think it is kind of a, an interesting debate. And I think you could probably persuade me to at least be on the fence a little bit if, if you sold it well enough, but I, I thought it was fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope both those teams advance. I'd love to see Iowa state and St. Peter's in the elite eight. Why not? All right. That's all I have for today. Like I said, we will catch up with David Roddy on Friday. Make sure you don't miss that. Go back and listen to my thoughts on the first day of spring ball. Go check out Ryan Green's video spotlight. Go read the articles, all that fun stuff. It is a great time to be a CSU Ram fan. As always, proud to be. 
Much love. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water together, make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be.